A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is Season Season 6 of Better Let Me Tell You. I sure as hell can because it is record breaking lately. The heat is moving through your body. Temperature is rising. Can you feel the heat? The heat. But I do I do want some ice cream. Anybody want some ice cream? <laughs> I guess we could start with I that. I guess we can start. <laughs> Listen, what better way to start a summer episode than with Tony Braxton? No, it's Tony Braxton. Oh, we're not starting it with Dark Child though. Dark Child, yeah, just Tony Braxton. <laughs> Tony Braxton. <laughs> just Tony Braxton. We were we were going back a little bit, a little old school a there with Tony Braxton school, yes. and uh, her song or album called The Heat. The Heat. Porque está oye, está super caliente todo. Oye, it's ridiculous. Well, it's record breaking. Yeah, like literally record breaking. Um, well, everybody, uh, on that note, yes, welcome, welcome to episode 259. Welcome. How welcome, are all welcome. of you in your hot cars as you drive? Um, the ACs better be working. Yeah. Porque si no, you're all puddles. Yeah. No, la cosa está, la cosa está caliente. Oh, yeah. It's it, it really is caliente. It, it's really caliente, yes. It's the one time that, that improper Spanglish works. You know, it's funny because um, we're planning, hopefully, fingers crossed, a... Um, 
a vacation next year because we have a relative that's getting married in Italy and Mm -hmm. we're, you know, it's a whole big family shabam. And I was looking up and it would be like a year from now. So the summer. Yeah, it will be in June, July. Okay. So you're going to need a co-host, but we'll worry about that later. Uh, Um, I have a stable. And um, I was looking at in Rome. It was 108 (laughs) this week. Claro. Tomarmol. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's true. But you know what's funny? Um, you know, I've, I've been to Rome several times. Mm-hmm. And every time I've been to Rome, it was, I think the first time was April. And then the other two times, it was May. And it was hot. I went in the summer because it was during summer summer break. So it was hot. Because I usually, when I would go to Europe, um, I would usually go during spring break, if you oh, will, okay, okay, during okay, that okay, time. Okay, okay. Um, and it was always cool. Like, it was San Diego cool. Había <laughs> fresquito. Un fresquito. Except in Rome. In Rome, it was like, oh, my God. Like, I remember taking pictures at the Roman Forum, which is right next to the Colosseum. Right. And being like, oh, my God, can we just take the picture and go? Well, Porque... you know, when in Rome. When in Rome. So... I'm thinking like, man, uh, that's going to be interesting next year. But I don't think that I go, that I have, and everybody. Well, but, has. but the wedding is is like in the countryside, right? The wedding it's, is in Naples, in Sorrento. It was like a hundred degrees there too. Oh, okay, no, I thought it was like in Tuscany or something. You know, like uh, it's still hot there. I don't know, but I feel like fields, less marble, R- right? But there's <laughs> less no buildings to reflect right, the sun. But there's no ocean. It's not coastal. Oh, okay, okay. Got it, got it. That's why I was looking like I, I looked at everywhere. Yeah. I looked like Capri and all that. It was it was it wasn't as hot because it was, you know, yeah, it's an island. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, do you know nothing from living in Miami? Well, yes, I do. It's hot and humid here. Right, but it's not as hot here as like in Arizona. Oh, well, that's true. That's a dry heat. <laughs> right, but but here there is a breeze cuz we're in a peninsula. Yeah, you know what? They say that, but there's not always a breeze. Is there? There's not always a breeze. <laughs> that sounds so good in Spanish, right? Un fresco, un fresquito. Mira, aquí during the summer, there are days where the only fresco is fresco y mas. Fresco y mas. Okay. Hey, I always say, fresco y mas, Winn-Dixie, why did your color have to be yellow? Well, it caught your attention. Yeah, but it's yellow. And you know how I feel about yellow. Ay, el amarillo. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you don't like the song Amarillo Azul? <laughs> amarillo Azul by Italia. <laughs> That's the only song I know from like the that, that yeah, era. Lo, the lost tapes of Talia from, from, from the flower era. Yeah, like the first, as we always say, when Talia first came out, that she was, you know, she would use put flowers on her microphone. She was every weekend siempre en domingo, and we remember this. Like we remember this. We have no idea what she was singing. It's funny when she did her her My Life in Looks with Vogue. Mi vida en looks. Mi vida looks con Vogue. She they showed like the pictures of her during that time frame. She's like, sí, porque en esta época yo estaba todo el flower power. And I'm like, but that's not flower power. Yeah. Like, like that's hippie stuff. Like that, that, that's not what you're doing. There, there's nothing hippie about no, you. No, 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 no. Not even her hips. Why? <laughs> well, because she's thin. Oh like, well, yeah. She's not even. Supuestamente ella le faltan dos costillas. Bueno, pero that's a, that's your waist, not your hips. I'll never forget that she did an interview in like I don't know. I think it was like 1994, 1995, where Chaveli, Chaveli mm-hmm. is yes. Julio Iglesias' daughter, mm-hmm. um, was they they were trying to make her a thing. And she was having like Barbara Walters type. Yes, they were doing specials. Specials. And one of them was Thalia. Like right after Marimad. Yeah, or maybe in the middle between Marimad and Maria de Barrio. It was during that time. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I remember that she was saying, she asked her, I think they fought the cotilla. Like, I, and I'm thinking, like, can you imagine Barbara Walters asking somebody, to, are you missing two ribs? You know, I could see Barbara Walters doing it, but under the guise of, like, Talia. <laughs> There's been a lot of rumors about you. No, she'll say Talia. Talia, there's been lots of rumors about you. <laughs> yeah. That you like older men. You've removed your whims. <laughs> what is it like to be the subject of all these constant rumors? Like, <laughs> right, that's how she would like yeah. bring it up, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're... Yeah. you're, you're <laughs> You're right. Um, but anyway, eh, no, yeah, I tremendo galon. And I mean, I know, kind of say, it, it's it's sort of in the same realm of, we say every year that it's, the year is flying and it's going faster than ever. Este año hace más calor que nunca. I, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah, that. Yeah. We say that. Este año But then the records show otherwise. The records show Not they this are. Year. No, they show they are. Oh, they, oh it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, right. Yes, they yes. show otherwise that in fact it, it is. is. Yeah. This year specifically. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there were places in Africa that were like 120, 120. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do when it's 90. I mean, you're talking to the person that lives, has their house is a tundra. So imagine we have throws at the ready here just in case we get cold while we're filming. Um, (laughs) like that's our emergency backup. Yeah. The throws. So I know everybody be careful. I mean, I know we're we're laughing about it, oh, but yeah, heat stroke is no joke. Yeah, it's no joke. I went on. I suffered. I sort of suffered heat stroke one time. You did, and it I, was and it was at Dollywood. And it, it was it was in Tennessee. It was in Dollywood. Yeah, people. So a few years ago, we went to Do- we went to Dollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all staying at Ishmael's cabin, yeah. uh, La Cabina de Ismael. And um, one day we were like, let's do what all people do when they're in Pigeon Forge. Let's go let's to go Dollywood. Dollywood. Why not? We love Dollywood. And, um, you know, I'm like, I'm from Miami. It's I, I could deal with the yeah. heat. I'm Caribbean people. Um, and so we get to Dollywood. And um, what the, the aside from it being super hot, the, the, the thing that really caught our eye, I'm like, they're giving away water. Yeah, they were giving away they're, water. They're, they're giving away Which, water. For the record... There are literally days at theme parks here in Florida where I'm pretty sure I was just a a human blob moving because of the heat. Nobody bought this things in the world. They're is not going to offer water. water. So we're in Dollywood and they're giving away water. That yeah. was like the first red flag. Yeah. And you know Stay we're hydrate, we're y'all. into it a little bit, and I'm like, oh oh, <laughs> I'm like, and I'm that I'm that person that I I don't complain. Like I'm not. No no no. You you barrel through. I, I barrel through. No. I don't complain. I'm not like oh my head hurts. I I'm not that person. I've never been that person, especially among our our friends. And um, I'm like oh people, I think I'm about to pass out. And it it was I had heat exhaustion. Yeah. Well, like, well, you know, Tapa Bomo was the ride, right? And then also it's a high elevation in yeah, Dollywood. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I don't know what the elevation is, but it is it's higher, higher than Miami. It is higher than Miami. <laughs> so I was like, oh, so this is what heat stroke is. <laughs> like seconds before I was about to hit the floor and pass out. But thankfully, I found air conditioning and water. Yes. <laughs> and we avoided a tragedy. We avoided a tragedy at Dollywood. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine like everybody lifting me up? <laughs> See, I just thought, like, what if, like, if something bad happens, Dolly appears to, you know, soothe you? Okay, I think that then it was well worth it. It was well worth it. Right, right. She'll be like, DJ, DJ, (laughs) DJ, DJ. Oh, why don't you drink some water for me? DJ, DJ. 
The Smoky Mountains. <laughs> Please don't faint just because you can. Yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, I wanted to kind of take a blast from the past. Um, right. I forgot which account. I don't know if it was Miami Stadium, one of our favorite accounts. Yes, um, yes. Which, if you're a fan of, we're trying to get him on the show. Yes. Um, I don't know if it was Miami Stadium or some other kind of nostalgic account that uh, they uh, posted something about Zeke Avericci. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I don't think it was Miami Stadium because I'm pretty good at remembering when you yeah. post stuff, but I, I didn't see that one. Though. Yeah, it was about Zeke Avericii's, and it just it was so it was so nostalgic because I mean I I feel that Cap I always say I always thought Cavaricis is like it feels like a total Miami thing, but it wasn't. But it wasn't because AC right. Slater used to wear them. Exactly. So, I mean, for those of you who are too young to remember, <laughs> uh, so Cavaricis were these pants that were in in like the early 90s. And it, I mean, the early 90s, everything was baggy. And it was sort of, I I would like to think that Cavarici pants were inspired by MC Hammer. I was going to say, well, they came out, I think, right before Hammer, right? Or around that time. They were like, it was just they, baggy, baggy. They were like tailored parachute pants. Because they weren't as baggy as as Hammer, right? Obviously, as baggy as Hammer in right. public is a public nuisance, right? Like, but then it was like you, you need know, a permit for that. But then it was like high waisted, yes. You know, so that's why I say it was like a tailored parachute yeah. pant, yeah, because yeah. it was high waisted, so you know, it was tuck, tummy yeah. tuck, and then at your ankles, yeah, right. But other afterwards, it was all poof, yeah. Um, and it was. I mean, look, I, I, I don't like to look at past fashion through the current lens. You can't. Because I don't like to look back and be like, oh, my God, that was so tacky. But there are, you know, there are things in, in, in the past of fashion that I look at. And I'm like, you know, that was good, cool for its time. Of course. Like, I'm that's not like, going to have to look at it. That's not, you know, vests. I mean, when vests were in, I was all about the oh, vests. I love me a vest. You know, um, but, you know, in other things. But, um Cavaricis, looking back on it, they were ugly as fuck. I mean, they really were. They 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 were not. First of all, they, they were flattering. They were not flattering. They were not flattering. They were not flattering whatsoever. And I mean, and they were so popular. And here, my in Miami, the place to get your Cavaricis was Lorraine Designers or on, Pepe Jeans. Uh, Lorraine Designers in um, Bird Road in eighty seventh. Yep. And if if you're from Miami, if you know, you know. You know, you, you know, know, you know, you know. That's a total. If you know, you know. Yeah, the, Lorraine Design. You have to be of a certain age, a certain place. Yeah, yeah. And um, there, I mean, I think I've said this story here in the podcast. When when Cavaricis were really in, my parents didn't want to get me a pair because they were expensive. Oh yeah, they were like what eighty bucks. They were like eighty to yeah, over a hundred dollars yeah, yeah. for a pair of pants. I had one pair. Um, my parents didn't want to get me a, 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 a some, and all the kids in school had Cavaricis, and my brother obviously had Cavaricis because my brother is seven eight years older than me, and um, yeah, so he bought his own. So pair. I was like, oh. I know how I'm going to do this. I took my brother's Cavaricis. I put them in my book bag. And when I got to school, I ran to the, you know, immediately ran to the bathroom and put them on. Now, the thing was that my brother, <laughs> at that time, I was like. You were how old? I was like 10. <laughs> and your brother, and brother was, was like 18. 18. Yeah. So yeah. we had a bit of a size difference, <laughs> but it didn't matter because what I did was that I put, I got the Cavaricis. I left my jeans on and I got the Cavaricis and kind of tucked them in my jeans. Oh, so that you added an extra layer. Right. So right. I'm like the waist of the Cavaricis, I tucked them into the jeans. The jeans. Right, right. So 
they sort of held up. And and I remember thinking like, oh my god, this is gonna be like really bad during PE. <laughs> but we didn't have PE that day. Menos mal. Menos mal. Because if not, <laughs> did your brother ever find out? You? No, nobody ever found out. No, no. That Except was one of those... for now. We're, we're well, I mean, <laughs> we're all putting it out there. Yeah, but I mean, they were they were tacky Cavaricci. But I feel that. You know life was good if you were listening to you had you were wearing Cavaricis while listening to TKA. Well, I mean that was a Saturday, right? That was a Saturday. That was a good party. Yeah, oh, yeah. and they were in the house. They so. were. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I was just thinking as you were mentioning it. You know, Zika Cavaricis was a big thing. It wasn't just here. It was all over. And I don't ever remember seeing an ad. For Z Cavaricis. Like, I don't remember. Like a commercial? Yeah, because, okay, you, you know, you talk about like like Brooke Shields and, and, and Calvin Klein jeans, right? Where you're like, okay, Calvin Klein jeans took off because, you know, they had the campaign and Calvin Klein, you know, there was that. I don't remember that happening with Z Cavarici. And again, this was before social media. I, so I'm wondering how, how it just took off. I, th- I think I remember print ads. Okay, maybe. But I definitely don't remember commercials. I think that in the late 80s, early 90s, it was all of. <laughs> The commercials were like, excuse me, are those Bugle Boy <laughs> jeans you're wearing? Whatever happened to Bugle Boy? Well, they're probably available with British Knights. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Bugle Boy. Does anybody have a pair of old Bugle, Bugle Boy, Boys? Bugle Boy. Uh, let's see. Bugle Boy, British Knights. Uh, what were the, uh, the LA ones? LA Gear. LA Gear. LA Gear. LA Gear. Um, <laughs> Caboodles is still pops around her. Caboodles was for what for me? Caboodles was the little the little uh, boxes, the compartments that the girls used. Right. Um, okay. Why do we know about Caboodles? There were a lot of commercials with Caboodles. That's what I'm saying. There yeah. was a lot of Caboodles commercials. Yeah. Which is a great alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> there were <laughs> that and the Rolly Kit. The Rolly Kit. Asshole. And I'm gato de tiempo. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stupid Rolly Man, kid. the L- you, you know, you know where I know British Knights from. Where? Funhouse. That's right. The J- show Fun. JD I mean, Roth. we're to- we're totally dating ourselves. Yeah, here. we are. Wow. But but in Funhouse, JD Roth would wear, wear British, British Knights. Knights, and I think the contestant won British Knights. Probably that makes sense because the little it. emblem on it was plated in like gold plated. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably like you know a sponsor. Yeah, it was like probably point oh 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 five. <laughs> Gold, but gold nonetheless. But gold nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, what else? Um, Let me see. I'm trying to think now, like in terms of... Non- oh, shit. You know what I was... Re- yeah, this is a little bit later. You know what I was the really hyper, into? The, the hypercolor. The hypercolor. You know what I was really into in high school? What brand? Yaga. I had totally forgotten about Remember Yaga? Yaga? Yeah, th- right now. This was like mid-90s. I was into Yaga, Mossimo. Um, that was around like the No Fear Yes, era. No Fear. Right. <laughs> that's when I would go to PacSun, you know? Mossimo. Yeah, that's when I would like... Who knew he'd marry Lori Loughlin? Yeah. <laughs> but Yaga. Do you remember I, the Yaga shirts? I, I, you know what? I remember Yaga, but I had completely wiped yeah. my mind clean of Yaga. Yeah. Like it didn't exist. Until you I always started Huna Yaga. What a horrible thing to yeah. be named after a cold sore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like my new cold sore t shirt? <laughs> but yeah, that was like the shit in high it school. Was. Um, was. But uh, but that was later. That was like mid 90s. Like Cavaricis were late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The No Fear Mossimo stuff was like late middle, early. But it's high. so funny how like high school, like, well, for us, that it was in the 90s, it, you know. Everything in the 90s was bigger because, I, I mean, I've, I've told you, I I have a lot of my clothes from high school, if not most of it, put away because it was all from The Gap. 
Uh, I used to shop. I mean, exclusively, exclusively from the Gap. Exclusively, it, he was like a walking Gap. There commercial. was, there was maybe like a little again, like the Yaga shirts and stuff like that. Yeah. Things that were maybe I, you know, I liked. Maybe I would get a T-shirt yeah. or something like that. But if I went like back to school shopping, I would only go to the Gap. And listeners, you know how their slogan used to be "Fall into the Gap." He did. Yeah, like I would he only did. shop at the Gap <laughs> if I went to the Gap and there wasn't anything I like. I just wouldn't go anywhere else. Yeah. Um, it was later, like. By the time we were like maybe seniors in high school, that I started like, oh, let me go to structure. I was, you <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. Good <laughs> lord! Let me go to structure. <laughs> you know that sometimes I miss structure. Yeah, express and structure. I like are express, not the but it's not the same. They're not the same. No, nope. no, it, it had a different aesthetic. Nope, different vibe. Um. Anyway, and um, so I used to. I I've kept a lot of my clothes from the Gap, and um, I hope to wear them soon because there's something I want to do with them. But I one day we should do like an '80s montage of you just trying on all your well, your well, they're '90s, stuff. they're '90s. Uh, but but, but you know, like an but, '80s but montage. The, thing, but the yeah. thing is, where I'm going with this is that most of those clothes still kind of fit me, and I'm thinking like, okay, <laughs> this is twenty some years ago, right? I'm not what I weighed. In high school, but right. that's because in high school you I bought were. everything XL and two XL. Yep. And I'm like, but why? And it's because it was I. It was the nineties. Yeah. Everything was like super big. But the good thing is that now it fits me. I wonder how it would fit me because now that you know that I wear like a child's medium. Yeah. I but, don't know. but you know, you know what's <laughs> so interesting? Like a lot of the, especially polo shirts I have from the Gap. Yeah. That I from the nineties. I look up pictures of me wearing it, and for example, the the sleeve. Would be like on my elbow, yeah. And now I'm all about like the muscle tea, like right. Put well, it definition, up. like let's show. You know, shit, I go to but, the gym, yeah. but but if it's differently now, now I like how it fits. Now it fits right. proper. If well, to to, to a modern aesthetic, to a modern aesthetic, but, but probably when they were creating it, they but didn't that, want to that, pay that was fun. The Gap, a, a, a I was never a structure. chess king boy. No, but chess king was before our time. Yeah, but. We chess, cut the tail end of chess. Uh, Merry go round. Yeah, Merry. Wow. That was, but that was before our time. Yeah, 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 that was like my brother's time. Yeah, that's true. I, I never, I don't think I ever bought anything there for me, for like that was age appropriate for me. Um, <laughs> like I remember, uh, for girls, it was like rave, wet seal, <laughs> wet seal. I oh used God. to love wet seal because, because wet all of the monitors. Yes, and no, and it had like that 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 cool section with all the like. Stuff. I bet you. I bet you that the aesthetic and the layout of Wet Seal was was inspired by Nia Peebles and the Party Machine. And whoever gets that reference, whoever gets that reference, first of all, you're our age. Yes, welcome <laughs> to the club. You're you're on the fourth floor, yeah. and you have a very very specific memory. Yeah. No, it's like when you would go to Wet Seal. It was like, am I in a club? <laughs> like, yes, you were. <laughs> You were a club wet scene. <laughs> and the music was always like blasting. Yeah. <laughs> blasting. Those, oh. Stores like that just don't exist anymore. Period. Like everything now just looks like middle-aged. Even things well, that are meant for youth. Well, you know what? I was reading about... I think we've talked about this on the show. I was reading about that the aesthetic a lot of times of... of retailers mm-hmm. and, and restaurants. Like, you know that meme that goes around that... McDonald's now looks like a depressed, yeah, middle-aged, middle-aged like depressed worker, person, yeah. and that's because they want everything to go like to have an artisanal um, look with like more muted colors, more wa- like whitewashed wood, um, subway tile. And I'm thinking, okay, I can understand that 
you know, something that is full of color. It's like carnival ships from the 90s. Uh, yes. That okay, it was okay, like okay. all these colors and all these lights and all that. I'm like, okay, I can understand how that's very trendy and that that, that aesthetic can it has go a out shelf of life. Yeah. It has a shelf life and it goes out of style quickly. But can we meet somewhere in the middle? Yeah, we don't like, have to swing the pendulum all the way to the other side. Because now everything is like gray, muted colors. Lots of and, beige. And listen, I like gray and I love gray tones but and all that. But there's a time and place. Um, I'm, you know me, you know, I'm not big on color. Um, but okay, but yeah, like everything doesn't have to look like super depressed. Like yeah. why are, why are McDonald's all gray now? You know what? It just started with them getting rid of the playgrounds. Yeah. For liability reasons. Well, whatever. But the, they got rid of the playground. And yeah, you know depressed. how many cases I had with McDonald's and Burger King playgrounds? Really? I had like probably over a dozen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Because the thing is that there's nobody overlooking them. And, and remember that most, most McDonald's are franchises. True. So a lot of times these franchisees, if they had a playground, yes, it was definitely um, you would pull in more people or, you mm -hmm. know, people with kids, obviously, for the playground. But then now as a franchisee, you had to undergo the maintenance of that playground. True. Right. And and, you know, a lot of these slides and all that, they're very in terms of engineering and all that, they look very simple, but they're very complex. So, you know, Cheito, who has a McDonald's in like Ayocho, do you think that he's going to have, like, you know, the uh, yeah. playground inspector there? But that's why today's kids will never know the joys of a McDonald's birthday. I know. I, I, uh, did you ever have your birthday at McDonald's? I had several, me and my sister. Which years? What, what years? Oh, I can't. I, you know, I'm horrible with, with I had memory. seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> That sounds about right. Like yeah. maybe six, seven, eight, or something yeah, like that. Seven, eight, and yeah, nine. Yeah, we had them. I, I, it was always at the one on on Bird Road in front of Tropical Park. Okay, so you know what's really interesting about my McDonald's experience is that the McDonald's by my parent, the closest McDonald's to my parents' house would have been the one you know if that you know I, if you're from Miami by Bird Road and 112. Yes, the new right? one. To the me, new one, right? To me, that's, that's still the new, new one. Yeah, it's yeah, like 30 yeah, years old, yeah. but the new one. Um, for some reason, my McDonald's birthdays was on the McDonald's on 8th Street and 122nd. I don't know why. Why? I don't know why. We didn't know anybody that worked there. It's not like, okay, you know, we know somebody that works Maybe there. Maybe it was the date that you guys wanted was only available at that one. But I did it there for 7, 8, and 9. Okay, I did it there for three years. I tried. Like, <laughs> I tried. I tried to give a solution. Like, I don't know. And it was always at that one. My grandmother lived, my dad's mom lived by there at that time. But that's not why we were doing it yeah, there. We do were it doing right. it there. Uh -huh. like, 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 really? <laughs> Nika, you were going over there for a bounce house afterwards, you know? I'll never forget. So this is actually a really funny story. The first year that I had, and you know, my, me and my photographic memory, um, that I remember all these details that I, you know, shouldn't remember. But I remember that the first year I had McDonald's, which when I turned seven, um, you know, I had my little friends from school come and all that. And we did the whole song and dance. Mm -hmm. And they all brought us Happy Meals and all that. Yeah. But I guess that my mom didn't know that there was like a tiered system where you can also pay for the parents and the other people to eat. Oh, okay. Right. right where they right, would yeah. bring them burgers they, and yeah, whatever. they would bring the tray. With the so burgers, I yeah. guess my mom just thought that, oh, the kids eat. She didn't know that the parents, there was an option where the parents could eat. Oh, so they brought okay. the food for the kids and all the parents were there. None of the parents ate. And after my mom and my dad were like, give <laughs> 
you know, you learn, you learn. Qué pena. Well, at that point in time, my parents had only been here from Cuba Por for like, you know, six years, seven years. Six, seven seven years. It was your seventh birthday, so yeah, six years. Yeah, yeah. They, were tra- they were still in training. Right, right, right. <laughs> Listen, bastante that they had the, the birthday at McDonald's. Yes, yes. All right. Um, and, but they were like, qué pena. And then, you know, the next, the following yeah, years, yeah. there was burgers for all. But I distinctly remembered for you listeners out there who had your birthday at McDonald's, I remember the birthday cake. The sheet I do too. cake. And it's funny because a couple of weeks ago I was talking to Seth, to Burger Beast, about this. And he was telling me that there was a, there was one McDonald's down here that still had it. And I was like, we got to go there. Yeah. So I, I miss it. And I remember. With the sugar characters? Yes. The, the, that's exactly what I was going to say. That, that It was like, I think Grimace was on it. Grimace? It was Grimace, Ronald, and probably like Birdie or like the Fry Guys yeah, or that, something like that. That, yeah. that they were sugar. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm sure that if I taste that cake now, it probably sabe a rayo, but I want to have I it. I want it. Like, See, I want it. That, that is what the flavor should have been for the Grimace shake. Yeah. Because the whole spiel of the Grimace shake was like, oh, remember it's nostalgia when you used to have your birthdays right. at McDonald's. Have it taste like the cake. Yeah. They missed an opportunity. So, McDonald's, bring birthdays back. The problem with the McDonald's birthday now is that, again, because there's no playgrounds, right. you're basically just having the children go to a McDonald's. Like, you might as well have them go to like a Buga de Beppo. <laughs> yeah, no, but now kids with their electronics, they'll like, be there's like, nothing to do. They'll be like, we're gonna play hopscotch. What's that? Like, yeah, there's nothing to do at a McDonald's, you know. But you know what? Now that you got me thinking. I'm I'm gonna look into it because maybe I'll just have like Happy Meals at my birthday party. Okay, I'm not. I don't want to ruin your dream, but I mean, Happy Meal will come in una muela. Well, in addition to other things, but like okay. you know, like a like a tray of like okay. little Happy Meals. Okay, so speaking of fast food, there is something that has gone viral this week um, of uh, Bur- so Burger King in I believe <gasps> oh, Thailand. Th- Thailand, Thailand, yes. Burger King in Thailand speaking has of this. <laughs> fast they food. came out with. Um, Again, Burger King in Thailand. They came out with this yeah, I have burger bring it that up. has 22 slices of cheese. Yeah. And they call it the ultimate cheeseburger. I don't know about you, but I am totally for that. Give me yeah. the 22 slices of cheese with uh, bread. It has no, no meat. Yeah. At give, all. Give at me all. the oh, cheese. I'm in. Give I'm me in. the cheese. The, I saw some guy. I think he was in L.A. Um Having it, I, yeah, and, and I think that he probably just knew somebody at that, that Burger King that they made it for him because it's not stateside. I'm all in on it. He was in LA, or was he like happened to be in Thailand? And, no, and no, he was not in Thailand because up. I saw the background. Oh, okay, okay <laughs> he was okay, not in Thailand. Okay. Um, and I'm like totally for it. I, I, and and the reason I wanted to bring this up is. I mean, I'm sure our listeners probably have noticed. It's their new vegetarian option. Uh, our new vegetarian option. <laughs> 22 lacas de queso. I mean. I'm not. I want it. I um, want to have it. What I, <laughs> what I wanted to kind of mention in, in terms of conversation, and our listeners probably Ooh, have that noticed. Said, BK, you're headquartered here in Miami. If you bring this, please invite us to go have it. Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah, please. yeah, yeah. We'll okay. be there. Putting pero, it out there. But let me tell you Burger King cheeseburger. Yeah, the, the HQ's right there in Lejeune. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, you know. Uh, why is it? I, 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 mean, I, I, I mean this seriously. Why is it that fast food chains, McDonald's, Burger King, KFC, why is it that internationally mm-hmm. they have so many better options than domestic, domestically? Because, I mean, I've been lucky enough that I've, I've done a lot of traveling yeah, yeah. and I've seen the menus of these fast food places yeah. in other parts of the world. And, like, they have 
amazing things. Yeah, options on options. A, yeah. In KFC, I forget in what country it is. It's a country in Asia. Do you know what they have on the menu? I feel like you've told me this before. But they have chicharrón. Like their equivalent of chicharrón, which is the chicken skin. That sounds like probably the Philippines. The original chicken skin. Mm-hmm. They have it as like... You know, chicharrón. Right. And you order a basket of, I mean, KFC original chicken skin. I mean, who wouldn't want that as like, you know, crispy? I mean, why isn't that here? I mean, we're America. We're the land of gluttony. Like, why isn't that here? Also. Do you think it's because of that, though? Because maybe there's some type of, you know, here we get very, like, up in our... I'll use McDonald's as the example. You know, like, the Happy Meals, we shouldn't be targeting to children because of all the health risks. and We shouldn't have supersized. Right, right. So do you think maybe that's why they're like, you know what? You're not worth the effort. But it's not not worth the trouble. Because, Mira, I I forget what country it is as well. I think, again, it's an Asian country where the... um, KFC sells a whole fried chicken. Like a whole um, pollo the whole fried chicken, not, oh, wow. not in pieces. Go hang a pollo completo. Deep fry right, that. They deep fry that chicken. And here you go. And here you go. I mean, Ooh. why don't we have this here? We just don't have nice things. And then, you know, McDonald's, like, I'll never forget when I was um, in Australia, it was like an Olympic year. Mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah, it was an Olympic year. And, um, they had um, like four different types of of uh, quarter pounders mm-hmm. in celebration of previous Olympics. So, for example, they had a quarter pounder that was Asian inspired because of the Beijing Olympics. They had another quarter pounder oh. that had like tzatziki sauce because of the Athens ones and so on and so forth. And I'm like, but why don't we have that here? Like, <laughs> I think there is something to be said and I'm going to uh, uh, come at me, I guess, but I'm going to say it. There's also something to be said about the culture or lack thereof when it comes to food in this country. And the reality of it is that when you are when you're creating some of these flavors, the first thought is, how is this going to play out with, as they say, you know, Joe Sixpack, right? Is it worth the investment to only sell in a couple of markets because I would think and I, I don't have the data to, to, to back this up but I would think that the majority of fast food sales are probably happening happening in smaller cities smaller towns not like your Miami's New York Chicago's I mean I'm mm-hmm. not saying that the, the sales aren't there right places have more food deserts whereas here yes obviously we eat fast food all the time it, you know but we are also going to go to like a restaurant, you know, a nice place and experience and things so like that. So what you're saying, so, well, you know, so, yes and no. So, yes may, and so maybe, I'm saying maybe that's an y- element yes and of no, Because of, I'm going to say that, for example, in Europe, McDonald's is equivalent, it's fast food. It's mm-hmm. equivalent in the food hierarchy as it is here. Yeah, it's fast right? food, right. Um, it's fast food. Right. And in Europe, they have a much more extended menu than they do here. But right. again, so I, so it's not like okay. I understand that there's McDonald's and other places in the world that's a more upscale thing. But I, was, I didn't mean upscale. I meant just in terms of like the the palate of the countries. Yeah, but okay, a lot of these things aren't aren't like very complicated things to eat. Like for example, the fried skin of, of oh no, 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 yeah, that, yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't think that that would be no, a no, hit no, that, here? Yeah, that would be a hit. I mean, you're talking about the place where Paula Dean deep fries a piece of cake. You know, and we have deep fried Oreos. Oh my like, god, I thought she was gonna deep fry Kermit the Frog that time. Yeah, I mean, I, that here. I mean, of course, no, no, it's we'll see. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Joey sure. Tribbiani would. Sure. <laughs> some friends would have a field day with this that. Is true. But 
that's something I've always noticed that internationally, a lot of these food places, these fast food places have just much more extended menus and more things than we do here. I, I've yeah. never understood why. Yeah, because it's not just about localizing the flavor, which yeah. that I would inherently understand right like if if um I don't know, in the philippines they they have a palate actually very close yeah. to like ours so if they do something like with Hagria, okay i get it because that's right but that's but, that's, that's that's one thing but, but what you're not, saying we're is not talking about right. like they have these exotic or more um unorthodox flavor profiles right right, for a right, burger right 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 or for whatever it is that they're selling no it's just things like think about the menu here at mcdonald's it's the big mac the quarter pounder the cheeseburger and the chicken sandwich and the nuggets and the nuggets. We don't have a snack wrap anymore. It's we don't a have a grilled wrap. chicken sandwich. We don't have a salad. Seth, you already brought back the bagel breakfast so, sandwiches. Can you bring back the snack wrap? <laughs> anyway. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, mi gente. All right, we're back again with Diane Smith for the Director of Marketing and Partnership at the Florida Dairy Farmers as we continue our partnership with Florida Dairy to talk about all the great benefits of, of just dairy. I mean, Diane, you were telling me earlier, hydration. Hydration is a huge benefit of dairy that I would never even have thought of initially. Well, you know, there's been a lot of science and a lot of studies done behind this. You know that milk is very nutrient-rich. We all know that, right? Yes. It has calcium, you know, it has potassium, it has all kinds of good things for your 13 essential nutrients. So what they have found is actually that all those nutrients, including the fat and the protein and all the other ones are actually, when you drink milk, your body is going to take a little bit longer to digest it and to process it. So that time is going to allow the body to absorb more of the water. And that's why it is more hydrating because it has, you know, the electrolytes, it has the potassium, it has the fat and all of that stuff that's going to make your body absorb more water. I love it. It's 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 like all of the things out there combined into one, right? It's like the sports drink. It's got water. It's got the calcium from the from the dairy, from the milk. It's it's almost like the optimal uh, optimal drink to have before you go out to one of those sweltering Miami days. And well, you're in Orlando. You can feel the heat as well as we can, right? Absolutely. It's pretty hot up here as well. But, you know, we see actually a lot of athletes that actually recover with chocolate milk after exercising, you know, for 60 minutes or more, uh, you know, your body has lost a lot of the, um, the electrolytes in your body or your nutrients. And by drinking chocolate milk, it has a unique combination of the, the milk with the protein and the fat and the nutrients, but also the sugar of the chocolate. 
uh, and all of that co come together is actually going to help the muscles recover faster. So a lot of athletes are actually drinking chocolate milk and not only athletes too, you know, especially the kids now in the summer that they're out of school, they're not drinking the three servings of milk That's true. that they normally do. So it's important that us as parents, you know, offer them some choices and have some, you know, white milk or chocolate milk or strawberry milk, whatever they like in the fridge so they can make sure that they are uh, consuming it. Okay, the best part about this entire segment, though, is you just gave me permission to drink chocolate. And I can say it's I'm being healthy. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, you know, everything in moderation is good. Just don't drink a gallon, you know, just have a glass and we'll be good. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, you know, on the subject of hydration, you know, again, being Florida residents, we fully understand the heat here can become unbearable. And we were talking about drinking milk, you know, after after a workout with the athletes and all of that. But is it also as beneficial if we drink it before going out, let's say for, you know, a run or something like that? It, does it help in the on both ends of the spectrum? You know, I think that the studies that we do have have always shown the benefit afterwards. Okay. I think you always can drink milk. A lot of people prefer not to drink it right before they go out to exercise. But, you know, I guess that's up to you and, and see how you can manage it. But the other thing, too, is you can have other drinks, right? It's not just chocolate milk. You can have like a smoothie oh, or you right. can have a yogurt or you can have, you know, Maybe if you're not going exercising, going out, maybe you want some ice cream, you know? <laughs> depending on what you like. You know, July is ice cream month and we always That's uh, love, um, you know, indulging into some uh, of the ice cream and the milkshakes. And we have like oh, so many recipes in our websites in Leche de Florida or Florida Milk. Either you can make your own ice cream from scratch, even if you don't have an ice cream maker, or you can make some delicious drinks, some that are uh, for the whole family and some that are actually with alcohol so check them out all right well i'll be doing the ones with alcohol because I'm, I'm i'm not underage i am well above the, the the legal requirement so i think you know a little boozy uh boozy touch here and there can't hurt absolutely we have <laughs> lots of boozy milkshakes i actually made one for a south beach food and wine festival earlier in february this year and it was a definitely hit. Yes, so it I was. I had it. You check it out. <laughs> I you had did? that. Yes, yeah. it was definitely a hit. Absolutely. So, you know, again, as Diane mentioned, you can check out all of this information, you know, with running the gamut from the recipes for the milkshakes, for sundaes, smoothies, um, and also just more information about, you know, how to use Florida, well, how to use milk in general. But since we're in Florida, we're going to use Florida milk to hydrate. And you can go to floridamilk.com or lechedeflorida.com. And Diane, thank you again so much. Every time you come by, like you give me so much information that I, I I feel smarter just after talking to you. So thank you so much. Gracias. <laughs> Sprinkles, check. Hot fudge, check. Ooh, cherries, check. Chocolate and vanilla ice cream, check, check. Chico, what list are you making? That's everything I need to celebrate National Ice Cream Month. Ah, verdad. July is when we celebrate all the yummy, cold, dairy goodness that is ice cream. Yeah, and I'm planning on making Tremendo Sunday using ice cream made from real Florida milk. Don't forget, we can also use ice cream to make milkshakes, too. Even make a piña colada shake. Put some coconut ice cream in there and... Ooh, que rico. Okay, okay. Well, if you want to find other fun recipes for enjoying ice cream this July, just head to floridamilk.com or leche de florida.com today okay but here's the real question are you gonna share that sunday maybe bueno moving right along 
because we could be uh, uh, we could I'm be talking about this for I'm thinking of the crispy the, the crispy skin of KFC. I see, and we record too late to um, have crispy skin. <laughs> no, you're kidding. <laughs> so, actually, one of the things I wanted to bring up this week because it's something I read in the Miami Herald, um, and I just thought it was it was interesting, and and I I'm, I'm going to give my take, and then I would like to hear your take. Okay. So there have been a lot of um, in the last couple of months or whatever. Uh, Several murals of Messi, yes, uh, that have been painted and are popping up all around town. And you know, for those of you who don't know, Inter Miami, which is the uh, football team mm -hmm. here, football uh, here in Miami, they recently signed Leona, uh, Lionel Messi mm -hmm. for about a two two and a half year contract for I think it's between 160 to 175 million dollars for those two years. So he's roughly making anywhere between 70 to 80 million dollars a year. Um, so his uh, and I think he starts his, this week. His mural. They painted murals all around town, and the Mammy Herald today on Instagram had something like, "Oh, you know, here are the messy murals. Mm -hmm. um, here's where they are, where you could find them, um, so you could go take pictures of them or whatever." And you know, I, I we always say here on the show that the comment section of well, especially Twitter, but comment sections are always like a cesspool, and yeah. people just at their worst and being extremely critical. But I did read a lot of. Um, a, a few of the comments uh, in that post that the Miami Herald did, and I found that a big consensus people were complaining that you know this man who's not from here, although that's really kind of irrelevant in this argument, but this man is being paid millions and tens of millions of dollars to take pictures of him, and he's at the end of the day an athlete. And I've never wanted, I've never liked being that person that is like, well, you know, why do we pay people in sports so much? Why do we pay celebrities so much? Whereas doctors and people that are saving lives, teachers, and people, and, teachers right, right. educators that are in the front lines get paid so little in comparison to them. Um, I've, I've, I've always been like, you know, that's a, that's a discussion to have, but I also don't want to be the party pooper either. But I have to tell you that this time around, um, I, I this Messi thing, and, and again, I, I mentioned him because he is the hot person at the moment in terms of sports here in Miami. Um, this Messi thing, the timing is just really off because you're talking about a city right now that, and I think that no matter what your political affiliation is or where you stand on things, you would agree. We're dealing with certain crises here in crises here in Miami that are very unique to the times. You know, Miami has become extremely unaffordable. Um, I believe it's the most unaffordable city in the United States yep. now. And something we used to say about Miami until very recently when you would compare it to like a New York, an LA, a Chicago, yeah. San, Francisco. A San Francisco, is that here you could still live pretty well at a fraction of the price that you could live right. in those cities. Well, now we're even more expensive. And, you know, wages here are a problem affordability is a real real problem everything's you, gone up with the wage if you rent you barely can afford rent um if you own a house you know everybody tells you own a house own a house well you know as a homeowner i'm always now thinking about insurance like uh, property insurance farmers just left. farmers just left the the florida so now it, it just it's a really really big problem so we're you know aside from or in addition to you know again whatever your take on climate change is Climate change here in Miami is more noticeable yeah. than every any, anywhere else. It affects us, yeah. um, or more than in other places with flooding. When it rains now, it floods. The floodings they have in in South Beach or Miami Beach. Um, 
so on and so forth. So there's a lot of things right now that are occurring in our city that is are extremely challenging and um, are definitely affecting directly, every, you know, all of us. So I can understand the comment that it's a little bit sort of tone deaf mm -hmm. to celebrate somebody who's coming here to play football and we're paying him $70 million a year when most of the city can't barely afford rent. So I certainly understand that argument because, you know, again, we're celebrating something that I know football means a lot to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't want to be that person, but we're celebrating something that, you know, this is a person who's already won. Like, I think he's the highest paid athlete in the yeah, world. It's not a rookie. Right. He's the highest paid athlete in the world. And we're spending all this money and... You know, there's so many problems here. So to me, it feels a little bit tone deaf that we're there. We're erecting all these mural, murals and let's go like, oh, my God, look at this mural when we have so many real challenges here. So I, I certainly understand the criticism. So what's your take on that? So I will say I'll, I'll start with the mural. Um, I have an issue with the, the 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 painting of the murals, not in and of themselves, right? Because Miami, you know, Wynwood has all the, the the art, and we do murals to like you know Gloria Estefan, Willie Chirino, Celia Cruz, um, you know Pitbull, whomever. But these are individuals who it's not so much that they are from Miami, but it's that they have done something. And they for the mean city. something to the people of Miami. This guy hasn't shown up yet, so why are we extolling him in these in, in, in murals, right? Before he's even shown if he cares enough about the city itself. That's right, a, that's a really good point. Right, because that's what I have an issue with. Where it's like you can, I want you to be excited. I want you to be excited that your favorite player is coming because it's going to bring attention. It's going to bring ticket sales. In theory, that will result in jobs and growth. And you know, like like there's there's a great opportunity there for that, right? But don't don't build this person up as this pillar or member of the community who's been here for 22 minutes. Right, like that's an issue for me. Right. You know, it would be the equivalent of like all the, you know, tech bros and Brickle, right? Us, you know, saying like, you know, well, they're Miamians, mm -hmm. but they've never been, you know, past the, the, right. the, have, the 95 they overpass. They, they haven't had any mean, mean, meaningful contribution to the right. city. Right, Um That's my bigger issue than everything. Because you could make the argument uh, for everything that you're saying, absolutely, and, and it all holds water. But that's an that's a conversation and an argument that we've been having for like time immemorial, as far as back as I can remember. Right, the conversation of like things are bad and we're paying so much for this person and da -da. so you can have those conversations. But I don't think that's a new conversation to be had. Mm -hmm. I have an issue with that. Well, what, I mean, that's what, it's what, certainly what, not a new conversation to have. That's you know, right. We talked about that, but I think that for Miami especially, we haven't had that many cases. We, I mean, we have with like the heat and all that, but we haven't had that many cases of these. Like, because Messi, I mean, is the last time was probably LeBron. I mean, right, but LeBron is famous in the U.S. in basketball. Right, right, right. But right. I'm saying that was the Messi last time. Yeah. Is, Global. The, he's global. He is probably the most famous athlete in the world. Yeah. Right? And he's coming here. Yeah. I, I understand how that's a big I, the excitement, deal. of course. The excitement. And and again, the, and right before the, World the, Cup. The the fact that they're paying him so much money, that's tales all this time. That's as you yeah. said, that's something we've always complained about. But just again, it seems a little bit it's tone deaf. And if a lot of people are being critical of it, of these murals, I understand it because 
we're dealing with things right now. I mean, there's, look, there's always challenges. We have quote-unquote real problems. There's always challenges anywhere at any time. There's always challenges. Yeah. But, I mean, when you're dealing now with a challenge that most people in Miami can't afford rent yeah. or their mortgage, a large percentage of people are being um, priced, priced out. out of their home city. I mean, that's a problem. So, yeah. you know, the fact that we're celebrating somebody that's not, you know, that's, again, as you said, he's yeah. been here 20 minutes. Yeah. We're putting a mural of him. Um, and, you know, it, 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 he's being paid $70 million a year. I could understand how there's people that are like, shit, but, you know, what about the people that live here? Right. Why, why aren't we... What about us? What about us? Why aren't we making investments for us? Why yeah. aren't we, you know, why are we... And, and again, it's a much bigger argument. Like, right. why is why, why is are we so worried about you know right. contractors and contractors coming and building their stuff here when the average person can't? Aff- it, it, it all ties in. Yeah, 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 yeah. For no, for sure. I mean, it, and again, it's one of those things where it's like you're saying people are being priced out. But here's ten more buildings that you know are multi million dollar apartments yeah. that are going to sit empty. Yeah. Do you know? Do you you want they're the, going you to want, sit empty? You want the biggest? You know. Again, and I'm not one of these people that is like anti-establishment or anti-progress like i'm the first one but it's that, not that it, but that's not it i'm the first one that you know i want them to build things and to build you know i i've i Progress. was pro, pro, yes Progress. i want them to i want miami to have the nice shiny pretty things but there is a balance right. i think one of the, like the biggest examples and this is more of a local issue so our listeners that are local will 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 know i mean right now in brickle key here in Miami, which is a very exclusive area, yeah. the Mandarin Oriental, which that hotel is less than twenty years old, really. The Mandarin Oriental in Brickell Key was built, I think, in the early two thousands. Really, I feel like that's been there forever. It hasn't. It has not. If it was, it, that building is not more than twenty five years old. If if that much, it's not more than twenty five years old. They're knocking it down to build a bigger building to build and then but is it going to be another mandarin it the mandarin is going to be in there but it's going to be residential and they start at like five million dollars and then brickle key brickle key i don't know if you've noticed God, it's going to be hell to get right next key. to the mandarin um so brickle key for for those of you listeners who aren't familiar with the miami area um brickle is one of the main it's the central business district of miami mm-hmm. and it's where most of the skyscrapers are at yeah. and there is like a teensy weensy little <laughs> island off of brickle i used to Avenue, work on brickle key um called Brickle Key. I mean, it's it's a little island, but there's a lot of um, skyscrapers there and office buildings. And again, th- this is... <laughs> I, I don't know what the footage is, but... I, I, I want to say it's like maybe three blocks. Yeah, it's very small. Yeah. And the Mandarin Oriental is there. The only green space that they have in that island is a park that's next to the Mandarin Oriental. Um, and that park is going down too. Of course it is. They're, because they're why? Gonna build, because, because why? They're going to build two twin towers there. And they're all like ultra, like not luxury, ultra luxury that starts at like five, six million people. Right. And they're going, uh, to, sit em- and they're going to sit empty. Right. So, you know. Joni uh, Mitchell was right. Again, it, when you have problems like people can't afford rent, and then you have something like the Mandarin Oriental, which is already a beautiful, expensive hotel that. that's only been around for you know less than twenty five years, and we're knocking this down to build something even because we need more. more we need more. Right? We need more. I mean, that turns a lot of people off. And again, there could be a balance. There, there, mm-hmm. there should be a balance. There needs to be a balance. There needs to be a balance. So. Anyway, speaking of revenues, this is something that I saw. <laughs> You're good with the transitions today, by the way. That I saw in the news. Oh, well, it's 259 episodes. It, it was about time. I saw in the yeah. news today. We had spoken about this a few episodes ago 
in reference to Beyonce, but now I'm going to mention it in reference to Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. We're just going down so the diva do list. Do you know that the Federal Reserve, the United the Fed? State Federal Reserve, the Fed, stated that Taylor Swift, her era's tour, has boosted the economy and hotel revenues of all the cities that she's played in. So wow. Taylor Swift is helping the economy. She is helping the economy. With the Eras tour. I can't hate on that. I can't hate on that. Wow. I mean, I believe it. It makes sense if you stop and think about it. You know what I, I'm finding, though? that Especially because, I mean, well, we know people who, who went to other cities to see her. Well, that's what I was about to so, say. Yeah. Something that I'm finding, um, and I, I'm seeing more and more um, with her and like mm, Beyonce, Beyonce and all these big acts, it's that... People are now flying places to go see someone, which that's something that yes, there there's always been that that but level growing of up fan. that wasn't a thing, right? But there, there's always been that level of fan, yeah. but now it's kind of like a thing. Like yeah. let's get all our friends together, let's make it a trip, and make it a trip to go see right. Taylor Swift, like it's a bachelorette party yeah. or something, yeah. And and let's dress up like right. people didn't really dress up for concerts that much. I feel like when Madonna first went on tour, yeah. you see old, you see old footage, and the girls are dressed like Madonna with, yeah, the, with the when she first did. Right, but right. generally, I mean, I've been to a lot of shows. No, no, no. But I'm saying that's the only time I can think about. I've been to a lot of concerts, a lot of different people, oh, different Spice genres. Girls. Yeah, you always had maybe a, a little bit, but on the most part, yeah, yeah, yeah. people didn't dress up for concerts. Mm-hmm. But now for like Taylor Swift's concert and Beyonce's concerts, I see it online. Like there's people in like full costumes. Right, but you just you just said something very interesting. Which online. is why, which is why they're doing it to be it's for it to go viral. For it to go viral, yeah. For it to be online, because now it's not enough to take a picture and say you went to a show. Now you have to have an ensemble. Well, it's sort of like if you, you know? go to the gym and you didn't take a selfie. Did you go to the gym? Exactly. Right. As someone who takes but a selfie. Yeah, so Tara, Tara, <laughs> Taylor Swift has helped the economy. I mean, look, it, it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, you, you, again, you think about it, just as something as simple as like when you get out of out of the concert, you're hungry. Yeah. You know, you go to eat at the local Taco Bell or whatever, yeah. right? So now that Taco Bell that is next to the arena is going to get this influx of the drive through is going to be out of hand that day. Of Swifties. Of Swifties, yeah. And, you know, hotels and, and, and let's not talk about even just the merch yeah. because with it, I believe that the people who run the merch stations at, at those, it, they're all local, mm-hmm. right? So they hire them at each place. So what does that mean? You're boosting the economy because now you're giving people jobs. And you're, it's, I it's don't know. Whole Recently in the last few concerts I've been to, I buy the uh, the the unofficial merch. Oh, on the outside. On the, outside. On the, yeah. Last year when I went so to go more. see the weekend that we were waiting to to get in the parking lot mm-hmm. to, to park at the Hard Rock Stadium. A, I you know I'm very big on having tour shirts and and what's my what's my my must? It must always have the dates and the cities in the back exactly if the tour shirt does not have the dates in the back and the cities I don't want it yeah. so there was this guy walking down the street selling weekend shirts and I go to him sir does it have the tour dates in the back and he's like it does and I'm like dame though yeah just, just put it in the car just and put it in the back seat fifteen dollars each you can't do, beat the do, price do you know how much the shirts were I. There were like 70, there were shirts that were between 70 and 90 dollars. There was a Duran Duran shirt that I loved at the concert and I didn't buy it because it was like 75 dollars. And I'm like, and it was a t shirt. It's a t shirt. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to wear it maybe at the show. Yeah. Maybe another time to come here and record or something. Yeah. And that's it. No, but even if you wear it a lot, you know. Well, but at least if you wear it a lot, you, that's, that's I, I, I have them. a I lot don't. of concert tees. I have. A, I keep them, but I don't wear them. I have so many like from U2 and all that. Um, I have a lot. 
have a lot. I mean, I like having them because I like looking back on them and 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 you know. Yeah, but for my mine are just sitting in a drawer somewhere. I don't pull them out and look at them. Yeah, they're not part of your collection. No, they're mine. No, so, they're not. They're not. But you know, speaking of of things that are affecting the economy, SAG after went on strike this week. So no actors. No actors, which means sponsors. There's no original content coming to TV, but there's original podcasts on Fiddle, let me tell you. We're not part of a union. We're, we're available. Of, we're, we're pro-union, but we're just not part uh, of are, one. Is there a podcast union? You know, I don't think there is because to organize that many podcast hosts must be hell. Yeah. But um, I was I was looking at some of the things that... So for those of you who don't know, SAG-AFTRA, that's the, the actors uh, union, and now they are on strike. Um, as of as of this week, as of today, as of Fake Friday. So now they're joining the Writers Guild, being on strike. And this comes right after there was a Deadline article. I don't know if you saw it. That said, um, and I, w- I want to read exactly what tremendo it said. It is, it is tremendous rice with mango. Um, so the Deadline article, and it cites a source, which I always am a little um, weary of. Because, you know, so when it says, a source says, I'm always like, who's the source? Right. Um, but it says that the the current tactic of of the the producers union and everybody else who's controlling all this um, is the end game is to allow things to drag on until union members, the WGA, start losing their apartments and losing their houses. A studio executive told Deadline, acknowledging the cold as ice approach, several other sources reiterated the statement. One insider called it a cruel but necessary evil. So their whole tactic was basically like, yeah. We'll wait and see. They're gonna give. We're gonna. They're gonna take what we're gonna give them because they're gonna need the money. But I think that now that the actors are involved, right, it changes the game a lot. And I did not know that part of the the actors' deal is that they obviously they can't do acting, they can't do voiceovers, you know, all all of that stuff. They can't even go and promote projects. You know what I wonder? This is the first thing I thought about. Can Whoopi Goldberg still do the view? Mm-hmm. So there's different there there's a different union for soap actors which I didn't know I thought that I thought they were the same soap actors reality and I think daytime TV some of those people are members of SAG but that program that they're on is a different union or a different um a different entity mm. so technically yes Whoopi could continue to do the View I, I believe if I if I read it correctly. Because it's one of those things where it's like she's a member of both. So if the view was to ask her now though to do like a skit, that she probably couldn't do, because mm-hmm. that would be like an, a role, a character. So she can continue to, to just kind of show up and be. be I was going to say, what about a late night TV host? But they're on strike because they have no writers. They have no writers. Man, I be, I miss Bill Maher. So yeah. so um. But they're not getting paid, obviously. Nobody is getting paid. That's the thing. And, and you know, Friend Drescher, which, it, listeners, I, I kind of will encourage you to go watch her speech because it was like, oh, you go, Nanny. Yeah. Um, you know, she said a lot of well, things. Well, she is from Flushing, Queen. <laughs> she is from Flushing. She's a flashy girl from Flushing. Um, but, you know, one of the things is that they keep saying it. It's like, look, at the end of the day, and this kind of goes ties back to what we were just talking about with Taylor Swift. The impact of this is not just because you can stand there and say like, oh, these high paid actors, they're just being spoiled and blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, yes and no, because not all actors get paid the same. You know, you've got somebody who's there's a lower rung. And again, actors, you know, they get a job and then they don't work for another two years. So, yes, they're making money now, but not then and so on and so forth. But um, 
this is also going to wind up affecting because now there's no productions. Well, what does that mean? That means that there's no costume designers working. So they're not going to get paid. Mm-hmm. There's no... It's a, it's a domino effect. There's no catering. So now those people are out of a job. Even at the studios, there's no lighting. The lighting... Be, you know what I mean? There's nothing happening. So now it's a domino effect of your... You know, because you're... you're as the studio execs or the higher-ups are drawing this line in the sand, now you're affecting everything. It's it's the ultimate and, domino and, effect, and, really. Um, and um, especially for like sitcoms and shows and all that, wouldn't the summer now be a really busy time for them because they got to prepare for the fall? Absolutely. That's well. That's the problem right now. Nothing was in production anyway because the writers' strike. Right. So now is when all the writers' rooms would start for the fall. Well, guess what? That wasn't happening. So even if the actors weren't on strike, they had nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's this domino effect thing. And and so in other words. Because there's not going to be a lot of new content, I expect a lot of older shows to come out on Netflix. Or a lot of reality shows. The last time that there's going to be a lot of reality, a lot of competitions, a lot of, you know, uh, singing competitions, dancing. MTV's going to have like 10 challenges going on at one time. No, MTV will officially just change its name to RTV, Ridiculousness TV, and just call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be done. That's it. Um but what I, oh damn, what I was saying is, um, so what I find interesting though with this is, and I think it kind of ties back to everything we've been talking about in terms of just from from an income perspective. All these big studios and these big executives are always beholden to the shareholders. Mm-hmm. It's always about you know the bottom line, the dollars, and the investments. But the funny thing is that if you really start to sift through, you know, all of the the the, the press. You find that a lot of times they're saying things like, you know, we had our best year ever. We had our best year ever. Oh, subscriptions are up or, you know, and then they go to the advertisers and say, no, we're doing great. Invest in us, invest, invest. And the the CEOs had a million dollars. But then when it comes to these people wanting to like renegotiate a contract because, hey, guess what? Streamers weren't part of the world when we last did it. AI sure as hell wasn't part of the life. You know, things like that. They're like, oh, we don't have the money. Oh, we don't have the money. And it's like. Literally, you know, when you spoke to Forbes two months ago, you, you said we had a record breaking year. You said record breaking year. year, you know? And it's just, it's insane to me. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts. I mean, I don't think you have anything different, oh, well, no, different from mine. No, but, no, 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 not at I mean, all. I mean, I think, I think that what's going on with the writers. And, and, and I'm going to focus more on the writers because I feel that writers are not celebrities and Correct. they don't get paid like celebrities. It, it's a you much know, it, it's, smaller, it's, yeah. Um, it's sort of like a similar argument that we have with teachers that get yeah. paid well. These are people that do essential work. Yeah. Right? Because if you don't have a writer, you don't have a show. I don't care if Meryl Streep is on your show. If you don't have a writer, you don't have a show. Yeah. And and these are you could you could even say the success of a show is because of the writing team. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with TV. Right. How many times do you see a show that was great and then they change the writers? Yeah, Yeah. Like after season four, it just went to hell. Yeah. Right. They changed the showrunners. Yeah. So the fact that they're not being taken seriously and as you said, they were waiting them. They're they're like, we'll wait them out. Yeah. That that goes to tell you about the greed behind that. I mean, it's a matter of greed. It's bottom line. They're not acting in good faith. No, they're not. Right, because it's not. not like okay, we're negotiating. We've given all these offers, and they're just not, you know, they're not compromising, right? Right. No, it's just like no, we're gonna let you right. sit there and die. Right. It's sad that it comes the day after, you know, the SAG strike comes the day after the Emmy nominations. Right. You know, when everybody should be celebrating, and and again, that's when the studios always like to turn around and pat everybody on the back, right? right. Like you're such a vital part of our team. Yeah. You're so great, and and then it's not. Um. <laughs> no, that's terrible. That's terrible. I mean, hopefully it will it will cause that domino effect that you're talking about, and um, and 
I mean, I can't imagine the impact on Los Angeles being yeah. such a company the town. The economy. Period. Yeah. Period. Everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, when we were there in LA, we, in May, we saw the... The, the writer's strike. The yeah. writer's strike. We saw people striking and all that. And, you know, para la calle. Para la calle todo el mundo. Calle, agarra, eh, you, you, know, you know what they need? They need pots and pans. They need pots and pans. Jenny, if you're listening, no, Eddie. Jenny did. Jenny did. Jenny have. did. I know she did. Yeah. Jenny, Eddie, Tony, uh, you know, Oscar, all of you guys, just take the pots and pans. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. You need the pots and pans, man. That That's effective. So, actually, something that I wanted to mention, which is movie related, um, I've sort of talked to you about this private you know off the show you know we do have conversations <laughs> off the show and and seriously like i i don't mean this in in a comical or even critical okay. way i don't understand and i it's really a legitimate question um and i don't mean it again i, I don't mean it in a salty way or in a critical way what is all the hype with the Barbie movie? I I don't get it. Like, and again, I'm not I'm not saying this in a critical way. I, I'm it's more of a, of a curious a curiosity of I it. I can answer because I remember, and you and I used to mention this all the time. Last year, whenever they were filming the movie, I would say all the time, I'm like, Coño, I've never seen a movie where they have more like paparazzi shots of them filming the movie yeah. and and you know um some whoever filmed whoever was taking the pictures of them shooting a, a scene or whatever mm-hmm. then barbie it's like it was constantly i'm like yeah this is this seems a little bit on purpose and now all the hype with the movie the the like multiple premieres i i i've even seen that she was wearing like some of the dolls all, outfits. all of her outfits are the dolls, and that's fine but i i'm just and again, I know that Barbie as a brand, uh, I'm not, obviously it's demographic. Um, so I, you know, maybe I don't know about Barbie as much as I should, but Barbie as a, although anybody could be part of the demographic. Of course. Um, Barbie as a brand, you know, has been around for a while, obviously, but this movie, I can't think of a movie in the last several years that has had more buzz from the moment it was in production to now that it's come out than Barbie. And it's about the doll. So, listeners, are you looking forward to this Barbie movie? Are you have you gone to see the Barbie movie? Yo no say. I don't well, know. The Barbie movie comes I, out next week. I don't. So I, I, I don't. I don't understand the whole sh- thing about it. But oh, you know. Again, I don't mean it in a salty or critical way. I'm just in a curious way. Yeah. What has been the big deal with Barbie? So I I will say I I you know grew up with a sister and I just I love Barbie. I just love the the, the whole just aesthetic of it. Obviously, it's an iconic brand and iconic character. Seventy plus years she's been around. Um, I think it's a lot of things. It's obviously like you were saying. It's a it's a big brand. It's iconic. This is also the first time that this this doll, this brand, this character has been done in live action, ever. So that's always going to be a thing, right? Like think back to when we had you know the first Avengers movie, the first you know the the, the quote unquote first X Men movie. This was the first time we were seeing these characters we had known for years in live action. So that always carries a certain amount of of, of excitement. But then there's also the fact that this movie, they have been trying to make a Barbie movie in various iterations for, I would say, roughly 15 years. At one point, even Amy Schumer was attached to be uh, to be Barbie. Like, so it's a movie that's had a lot of stops and starts. So there's just been a lot of curiosity. Also, there's been a lot of secrecy around the movie. So you've seen the pictures. Secrecy with all the pictures that. Right. But but, okay. But what's the plot? Oh, I don't know. Exactly. 
that's my point like you you keep seeing it but nobody we don't know what the plot is necessarily i mean i can give you broad strokes you know barbie well, but leaves, i mean life leaves, in plastic is fantastic the, well right and this is true and this is true and you can brush your hair everywhere um in barbie land or in the real world which ultimately is what happens barbie leaves barbie land and comes to the real world but we don't know why what does that mean how does that you know so that's what i mean by there's there's a certain degree of secrecy of the plot and I think there's just also something to be said at the end of the day for number one, a hell of a marketing team. I got to give it to Warner Brothers. They have knocked it out the goddamn park. But there's also something likable about Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. And I think that a big part of the heavy lifting when you've got two stars, que caen bien. So you think it's casting has had a lot to I do with it? I think casting has a lot to do with it. I think also the fact that they are embracing you know the 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 diversity that is the barbie line right so you've got Issa Rae as a barbie you've got um simu liu as a, as a ken so you also have you know a lot of it's not just blonde barbie blonde ken you've got all you know all ethnicities and everybody kind of involved so there's just a lot to kind of rally around and this is also a brand that you know let's be realistic i mean i love barbie i follow barbie style on instagram because i'm convinced that she's real um, cause those pictures, those are not dolls. That bitch is out there like driving a car. Um, but this is also a brand that has always had a certain degree of conflict and, you know, it's not, she's not feminist. She has bad, bad body image. She has. So this is also an opportunity for Mattel to sort of take control of that narrative and flip it on its head and kind of say, this is such a well thought out answer to my question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for them to say like, but it's not about what she looks like. It's about the lifestyle or it's about the the, the mindset, you know, we, and that, when they did the whole thing where, you know, you can make yourself a Barbie, right? Because we can all be Barbie. It's about, you know, having that, that, that approach to life and that outlook. So it, there's a lot really going on here. And Mattel really has a lot of money invested in Barbie as a brand. Forget the movie. As a brand. Yeah. So this movie is an opportunity to continue that brand going forward for a whole new generation, especially when, as you said earlier, kids nowadays are mostly focused on playing on electronics. Action figures, dolls, they're still out there. People, you know, kids still play with them, but it's not as big of a market as it was before. So this is another opportunity for them to really grab that market share and 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 not lose that hold. Everybody, thank you for coming to his TED Talk. <laughs> Wow, Sorry, you, I, I put my marketing hat you on. I really <laughs> have thought about this. I mean, people, I, he didn't know I was going to ask him this. Like, <laughs> you've really thought about this Barbie movie. <laughs> this was just me off the top of my head because I, 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 you know, it, because it's a valid question. You know, it's like, okay, great. It's a Barbie movie. Like, on the face of it, it's like, it's just another property doing yeah, a movie. Yeah, to me, it's like another. It's another IP. I, I understand everything you said, but to me, it's like, oh, here we go with another IP. I mean, I guess you're right that there hasn't been. Um, another Barbie movie. I could just imagine them because I'm sure there's going to be a sequel of them having like a Barbie and the Rockers. Like, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, maybe that'll be. Her. She'll go on tour. Let me ask you something because I didn't know this. When you have Barbies, you know, because they have like a black Barbie mm -hmm. and like you know different ethnicities of Barbie. Is it still Barbie? So it depends. They it depends on the on the doll and the collection. So, for instance, with the holiday Barbies, they put out. A white bar, the white blonde Barbie. They put out a black Barbie. They put out the Trigueña Barbie, which to me is always the Latina Barbie. Mm -hmm. Then they do an Asian Barbie. The holiday collection ones, they're all Barbie. Mm -hmm. But then if they do like a like Barbie and the Rockers, to use your example, Barbie is the blonde, but then the black one will be Christy. The Asian one will have a different name. The other one will be Midge. Mm -hmm. So it depends on the the story of that 
collection. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, listeners, if you have any Barbie questions, <laughs> we will be having a Q&A um, Wednesday of this week live. We're going to do an Instagram live where if you have any any questions about Barbie and Mattel... Um, are, um, this, and this isn't even brought to you by the Barbie movie. This whole yeah, segment, this is not brought to you this by Mattel. Not sponsored at all. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, are we thirsty? I guess we are. I guess. We okay. Are. One last question. Right, I do right. have one last question before. Because after we all go, that, I could. I'm a little before parched. we go into our last sodas, I have one last question. Okay. Do we really think seriously? Do we really think that this Amazon Prime Day thing? Is it real or is this are these hijinks? Okay, I gotta tell you, I log in every year. I don't see things that much cheaper. Yes, the the, the Amazon products are cheaper. You want an Alexa, you're gonna get it cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want an Amazon Fire Stick, you're gonna get it cheaper. Right. But aside from the Amazon products, I don't find that things are that much cheaper. You're because not wrong. The, the way they make it seem is like, oh, you're, you're going to get out. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. going to get, you know, everything is half off, you know, yeah. 70% off. I don't find things that are that much cheaper. So yeah. is it just me or is this? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't have the, de- I don't have as much info on that as Barbie. Um, But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but to your point though, I, I'm prime day. I bought a lot of stuff, but I bought a lot of stuff that I was going to buy anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, if it's three dollars off, it's three dollars less that I have to pay. So I didn't approach it from the from the perspective of like looking. It was a volume thing, right? I wasn't looking for something. It's something that I was already going to buy, and I'm like, you know what? Let me just hold off on a couple days and see if they drop it a couple bucks, you know, to to save that. And and since it's Prime, I don't have to pay shipping. Yeah. Um. But you're probably right. It's probably mostly Amazon, you know, branded things that were severely reduced. Some of the things actually, I bought some stuff for Bamboyo. Um. It was like a dollar less, right. but I'm like, okay, well, no, but yeah, no, a dollar less is a dollar less. You have to you buy know, twenty yeah. things, and you just wait a couple of days to get it. Even if you save a dollar in each one, it's, yeah, it's, it's worth twenty it. bucks. Yeah, but the way they make it seem is like that. This Amazon Prime Deal Day, it's like, oh no, you're gonna get everything 70 percent yeah. off. I just don't find that that that's true. No, and I, 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 it probably depends on what you bought or, or right. But I, I I looked at a lot of different things in like different areas from. You know, personal care, like hygiene and like hair products to like clothing to electronics. Like I, I run the gamut in yeah. terms of area. And I didn't find it that much cheaper. No, you're right. Like, that much cheaper. So it's uh, a estafa. It's a estafa. Yeah. My parents were always so big in that. It's a estafa in anything. Anything they didn't understand. It's a estafa. So anyway, when we're, I'm a little thirsty. All right. So you are thirsty. I'm going to go first. We're going to give our last soda. So I'm actually going to give my last soda to... Okay. Norman Lear, who turns a hundred, hundred and one hundred and one. No, hundred, hundred, who turns a hundred this week. Norman Lear, God bless turns a hundred. And he, Norman Lear, for those of you who don't know, which you should, has created <laughs> some of the most iconic television shows in in television history. Um, so Norman Lear now is going to be on strike too, uh, <laughs> um, or is on strike because he's a writer. He's a writer. So Norman Lear, and you know he created. Well, I mean, all his shows are iconic, but if I were to say one, it would be All in the Family. Absolutely. All in the Family, and then he created uh, Good Times, Maude. Jefferson's. um, The Jefferson's. One Day at a Time. One Day at a Time, yes. What is your favorite Norman Lear show? I know what my favorite is. I'm going to go Jefferson's. Yeah? Jefferson's. I love the Jefferson's. I love everything from Tom and Helen to Wheezy to George to to Florence. Like, it was just such a well-oiled machine. 
I'm my favorite is Good Times. It's oh, definitely wait. Good Times. Different Strokes was also a different Lear. strokes. Yeah, Different Strokes, which I don't think of as Different but, Strokes yeah. holds a special place in my heart because we were kids when Different Strokes. Was yeah, yeah, we grew up with Different Strokes. Right, where yeah. the other ones were older. Um, but mine would probably be Good Times. Good Times in a in a close second is Mod. I love Mod, and you know the thing is that I really liked Mod when I was a kid, which totally was yeah. Not, what were you liking? Like totally, but I just I liked it. <laughs> I liked it in part because of the theme song, but but the I the magic loved, of B. Arthur. I loved Good Times. I still do. I, I was, yeah. You you have a special place for Good I, Times. I, I love it. You really I really love it. And it's like wow. I mean, when you think of those shows, they were all. And I'm going to use the word that everybody uses nowadays loosely, but all his shows were iconic. Absolutely. Because all those shows that we mentioned there are all iconic. Yeah. No, they all are. Them. They're all. I mean, they're, they're classics. They're icons. Yes. They they were bo- benchmark setting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he did them all. Yeah. So happy birthday, Norman happy Lear. Birthday. Facts oh, of Life was also him. Yep. Life well lived. Yes, yes, yes. So my last soda is going to be one of my weird little last sodas. It's going to be a gasless soda. Um... It's been very quick. I'm just going to give it to people at the gym who can't tell that I have my headphones on and still come up and start talking to me. And you wear headphones. Like, you don't wear earbuds. Right. I clearly can't hear you. I've got headphones on. And you're coming up to me and you just start talking. It's like, no. And then I have to stop and I have to do the thing and then you have to start over again. It's just like, no. Someone with headphones on, that is almost the universal symbol for, like, don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Leave me the hell alone. This is why I have this on. Exactly. Well, I mean, look, the gym is filled with peop- a lot of people that get gasless sodas for different reasons. That's true. Whether it's that, whether it's people who don't wipe down their equipment, whether oh. it's my personal favorites, the ones who don't re-rack the weights. Uh, the people um, who FaceTime. Yeah, while they're at the gym. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, it's a gasless soda paradise. Yes, it is. It's like, who who's going to get the gasless soda this <laughs> yes. week? Well, this week so. it's people who don't notice I have headphones on. Exactly. So, <laughs> wait a Everybody, we hope you uh, listened, laughed, and learned. And as always, remember to grab your patelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And thank you for joining us, everybody. And stay stay cool out there. Yes, yes. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. So, bueno. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano. Produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex the official gay guy and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on itunes if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.